Welcome back to Mishnah Yoimi. Today we're continuing beginning the 10th parak of Mishnah Yis Trumos, parak Yud, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. One of the most wonderful things about the Torah is how everything is interconnected. It's one big story how laws in one area can have relevance in a totally seemingly random and non-connected area. That there is a congruency, there is a consistency, there's an ability to apply area of laws from one area to the next, even when you would think there's no, nothing relative, there's nothing that would connect one to the other. And although that is always true, we're particularly going to see that in the next few Mishnahis. This parak now deals with a different type of mixture. For the last few parakim we kept on touching upon, on and off, when you have mixtures, what's called yavesh b'yavesh, dry and dry, I have a barrel in it, I have grapes and which are truma and grapes which are not truma it's dry things dry not that they're not wet but dry in the sense that it's solid items now we're going to discuss we're going to move beyond the solid items but actually discuss lach the lach or when it's not something you can easily discern and that's going to be uh blios or no saint tom the set the idea of taste if taste transfers so let's see you take a truma onion you place it into a pot that's cooking lentils. So we already know, and you, now you can probably see the relevance. This can happen not just with truma in chulin, but can happen with, let's say, non-kosher and kosher. You cook in the same pot, what's the problem? Why can't you consume a uh, piece of steak if ham was cooked in there? If you take the ham out, it's no longer there, but we understand the taste transfers into the piece of steak. So to here, let's say you have truma onion, and it's put into chulin lentils. What is a din? So it, the Mishnah is going to tell us that there's something unique about lentils, not as follows. Mshile mutter. If the onion is whole, it is permitted for any for a non-Kohen to eat the lentils because we assume the onion does not give flavor to the lentils, which the repartition point out only once the lentils are already cooked when the onion falls in because the lentils have a hard outer coat, an outer shell. Once it's cooked, they get hardened, so they're, it's going to be not completely permeable and the taste can't enter it. Excuse me. If the onions were cut, then it does give flavor, and then the lentils are, are usser, they're forbidden, if the taste transfers to the lentils. And what does it mean if the taste transfers to the lentils? It's actually the same in the area of Hilkas uh, Basav Chalav as well. It's only Benosin Tom if taste is transferred, if Tom transfers. The problem is we don't really know. Well, let's say, how do I know if my, the taste transfers to the uh, steak? How am I supposed to know? You can't taste it. Taste it, that's a problem. Now, if it does transfer, then I'm eating treif. So what's the option there? So in the realm of Basav Chalav, we say give it to a non-Jew, they can taste it, and then they can tell you if they can discern the taste of the pig in the steak. The issue is, a couple, there are a number of issues. Some might be, well, is it any non-Jew? Is it particularly a chef? Maybe it has to be a chef. Maybe it's not a chef because, because a chef can actually detect these things. What about Nemonis? Do we believe the non-Jew? And because of all these issues, we, at least the Ashkenaz and Paskin, we do not rely on the idea of transfer of of someone able to go and taste it, rather we say until it's bottled to shishim, until it's nullified in 60, we assume the taste is there. Once it's beyond 60, then we can assume safely the taste is no longer there. However, here in our case, when you have truma, which may have flavor, imparted flavor on the lentils, well, I have a very simple solution. If the Yisrael, if the non-Kohen wants to eat the lentils, but he's not sure is there taste in there, he can bring it to a Kohen, bring it to his local Kohen, and say, hey, Rabbi Katz, can you, uh, can you eat these? Can you taste them? Do you taste onion taste in here? And if he says no, then he can partake in it. If the onions were cut, then they're they are um, they're they are forbidden. But no same time if they give flavor. And again, how do you know if they give flavor? Come and taste it. Ushar called Tash regarding any other cooked food. The there's no there's no differentiation between cut and uncut as long as it's no same time. It is us, sir. 
There's some sort of pickled fish, which is really disgusting, apparently, really foul odor. And they put onion inside, not in order to give it taste, but rather to remove this foul smell. And because the uh, onion is not put in there to impart taste, so we don't really we can disregard it, and therefore a non-Kohen can eat this sachana even if there was a, a cooked with a truma a truma onion. Now let's do some more cases of where there's a mixture. Let's say a person takes apple, crushes it up, places it into dough, and this causes the dough to ferment as into rice. So now. You have dough that rose, and the thing that the impetus for rising, the thing that caused it to rise, was a truma apple. What is it then? So even if there is no taste, the taste is totally nullified. Harza suits also, and this is the principle of dover hamamid. Dover hamamid literally means something with a, a foundation, a mamid to stand up, because it's the foundation of this. It's all predicated on this apple. The apple was a key ingredient, therefore it's not subject to being batel, to being nullified, even if there is no flavor there. So, what if you have barley that falls into a pit of water? Even though the water absorbs the taste of the barley, because it's shivishu, it, the barley actually spoils the water because it, it ends up getting like a putrid, putrid and, and gross. And the water is permitted. And the reason it's permitted is because the flavor, again, is only ulcer when it improves it. But if it, it does not improve it, rather makes it disgusting, makes it non-potable, or at least gross, so then we say it's not a problem and a non-Cohen can drink this water. I wish you all a wonderful day.